Oh my god, she's done it. She's already fucked up the schedule. Let me explain myself. <laughs> I didn't post a podcast, upload a podcast, whatever, last week because I was just dealing with some shit. I was really anxious and I just like physically couldn't. So I went to a bunch of soul cycle classes, meditated a bunch, kind of got my life together. And, you know, I'm not not doing great right now, but it's better than last week. And I just didn't want to record a podcast and, you know, have to edit it and hear myself having panic attacks every five minutes. So I thought, let's give myself a break. And we'll just pick it up next week, which is what we're doing. So, I mean, I don't think anyone is, but if you were expecting a podcast last week, I'm very sorry. I'm back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have actually had a long time, to, okay, an extra seven days to think about what this podcast episode is going to be about. And... I'm not, like, gonna give it an automatic subject, because in those seven days, my brain has been going wild, and (laughs) I have a lot to talk about, and I don't know if any of them actually interlink and relate to each other, so we're just gonna go with the flow, and, I mean, I'm sure by the time I don't know why I was going to say, I'm sure by the time this is up, of course, by the time this is up, there will be a title and a name of this podcast episode. But as of right now, I don't know what that's going to be. And I normally do know what it's going to be called. And I run off that. But this week, we're just, listen, I've just had a week of really bad anxiety. This podcast is going to be as messy as that. So that's what we're going to go with. But I do know that I want to speak about, like, finding your voice in politics. and initially on my like trailer introduction episode I said that I am not someone who silences themselves about politics I really just don't think that's good for anyone I will never be that person again I used to be that person I used to be very intimidated to tell people my political views and like what I believed in and I also think that for a lot of my life like I'm quite young like I only just (laughs) was able to vote four years ago um, so I think for a lot of my life, I just kind of took on my parents' politics and, you know, I wouldn't suggest doing that as an adult. I really don't. You need to find your own voice. Um, if you're a Chance the Rapper fan, do not listen to what he tweeted saying, ask your mum who she voted for and vote for them. What the fuck? No way. Don't do that. I mean, if your political views align, then sure, but don't vote for someone because your mum votes for them. Because this might be a hard one for people to hear, but your mum is going to die before the future that she's voting for is seen, and it is going to be you who is left to deal with it. For example, Brexit. If your parents voted for Brexit, I mean, this is probably why I've stopped polarising audiences, but if your parents voted for Brexit, for example... That vote or that referendum affects the people who didn't even 
have the vote at the time more than it affects anyone who voted. Because I am 100% sure the Karens and the Sheilas and the, I don't know what the white man equivalent name is for that, but you know, those sort of people, I'm sure half of them have already killed over and died since that referendum. And it's not affecting them, but it's affecting everyone that couldn't vote. And I remember actually being so pissed off after that referendum because I think it was like three months before my 18th birthday. And I was like, are you kidding me? Um, And so I couldn't vote, but I had friends who were older than me who voted leave and I have not spoken to them since 2016. Like, this is not a joke to me. Like, I took that so seriously. Um, and I hate when people say things like, oh, like, okay, in context of Trump in America, when people say a vote for Trump isn't like a vote for racism, but it looks like you can look past racism. No, that is not how I see that at all. If you voted for Trump, you voted for racism. In the same light, when voting in the Brexit referendum, that whole campaign, that whole campaign was run on dog whistle politics to the ears of racists. And there is no other explanation for why you would vote leave unless you were racist. I genuinely believe that. And I will stand by that because... Like, what is the other reason? The world has literally crumbled since Brexit. The UK has had so many protests to say, like, you know, repeal it, like, don't go through with it. Um, Give us a second referendum. We didn't know all the facts. Like, the public have asked for so much in order to not go through with this. Because the consequences of it have been atrocious. And it's not even fully complete yet. So what was the other reason for voting apart from being a racist, you know? And so for people who said to me during 2016, oh, I voted leave because I didn't know what else to vote. I don't care if you were 18, 19, 20. I can have no sympathy for that excuse. None whatsoever. Because you have a duty to know what you're voting about. And that is a vote that has affected so many people's lives. And it is like the amount of privilege you have to have to say, oh, I didn't know what I was voting for. So I just went with the racist option. Like that is insane to me. Like I didn't even vote. And I had like, oh my God, weeks and months just spent researching um, everything about Brexit and like what parties were saying about it, et cetera, et cetera. And like, I wasn't even old enough to vote. So really, what is your excuse for not? You know, Google exists. The internet is there. We live in an age where information is so accessible. I didn't know what the vote meant is not an excuse. Yes, there was so much fake news, not to use that term because I absolutely despise it but so much fake news so many lies but simultaneously there were so many books written there were so many articles that were published there were so many statistics and studies that came out that had the truth 
And a lot of people predicted where we are now. And so many people chose to ignore them. And now we're dealing with that reality. And so, yeah, I can't like wrap my head around people who just don't care about politics. It doesn't make any sense to me. And this goes back to like not voting for what your parents vote for, because you aren't living the same life. You know, there's this idea in sociology and in society that you will progress past the life that your parents had. Like that is the goal, basically. So if your parents didn't go to uni, you'll be a first generation child or whatever class and wealth structures there are, you will progress past wherever your parents were. That's, you know, the ideology, let's say. It doesn't always happen, obviously, but that's what people want you to believe is the norm. And so going off that, why would you vote the same as your parents? Because you're not going to have the same life. Let me, you know, say again, you can end up voting like your parents. Just don't vote that way because they do. Um, I remember in secondary school, we used to have this thing in our history class where the teachers would kind of replicate the current political climate and we would have to vote as if we were old enough to vote in the election. And every single year I voted exactly what my parents told me they were going to vote. Um, Looking back now, I don't think that was my political view at all. Um, I have always like been aware of politics. Like I come from a very political family and, you know, we have a lot of heated discussions about politics, but your brain is just a sponge before the age of 18, really. And you just kind of absorb the information that's put out to you. And so, of course, like, you know, if you constantly hear what your parents are saying about politics and their views on it, you, like, your house becomes an echo chamber for one type of politics. And then you go out into the world and I'm not saying it has to happen at 18, it can happen at 16, it can, it can happen whenever, but you know, 18 is when you get the vote. So you go out into the world at 18 and you have a completely different experience. And politicians don't care for young people. That's a generalization, but the majority of them don't care for young people. And so their manifestos and their policies are aimed at the older generations and by voting you have the power to show them that that's not okay with you um I should also add that I am not one of those people that believes that activism starts and ends with voting I don't for a second believe that way I think you need to go out on the streets and protest and organize like radicalized movements amongst societies and different people and you know there are so many other ways that are beneficial to making a change but I do think that voting is a duty people died for that vote like I don't understand anyone who's like I'm just not registered to vote like pardon me like what the hell do you mean you're just not registered to vote like that makes no sense in my head but whatever um but yeah you go out into the world at 18 and you have to shape 
the world into something that you want to grow up in and live in. And so when there are no parties that are, you know, making manifestos that benefit your education in uni, for example, you can't just sit back and vote for what your parents are voting for because at the end of the day, their politics aren't going to align with your need for certain things as an 18-year-old because they're not 18. Yes, your parents might vote with you in mind, but they're not living that same experience. Um, You know, there's so many things that have changed between the two generations of you and your parents. And some people do have incredibly progressive parents. I think, like, I have progressive parents, but they're still not a 22-year-old in the middle of a law degree, in the middle of a financial crash, in the middle of a pandemic, you know? It's just... They're different lives. And so this brings me on to my my next point, probably my most important point of this whole podcast, is do the research. Do the research. Do not expect people to hand it to you. Um, There are so many books and, like, I just, like, everything. I could could sit here and be like, books, podcasts, radio shows, YouTube videos, but literally everything is informative. Um, And expose yourself to both sides of the argument. So I remember when like I started taking my politics A level, I had this very like one one way view of politics, if that makes sense. Like I just kind of thought that everything that I knew was it, which is very ignorant, but I was also very young. But that's just like why would you think any different? You know, that's like a general understanding of how people perceive politics why would you think any different from what you know which is an awful way of thinking about politics and I admit that and as someone who used to think that way because there are people who don't live a life like yours so their politics wouldn't align with yours if you think that way but you kind of have to see how different policies can affect different groups And you can't do that if you just think that your way is the only way. You know, you have to see how one policy can affect women versus how it affects men, how it affects black people against white people, how it affects, you know, Muslim communities and the LGBTQ community. Like, there are so many different communities that make up society that being ignorant to the fact that politics can't affect all of them differently is very dumb just going to be very straight up and say that like it's very dumb um and you owe it to people to do the research they don't have to sit there and say you must feel bad for me because I'm a marginalized part of society like you owe it to society as a member of society you owe it to everyone and yourself to do the research on different groups and what they need and the help that they need to get their voices seen in parliament and government. And I think the same goes for America. You know, there's loads of variations of quotes and stuff on the internet along the lines of vote as if your skin isn't white and as if you're not a man and blah, blah, blah. Like, that is really how you have to vote. I don't think politics is about your individual being anymore it's a collective thing there are way too many people who are consistently oppressed 
by the people that are being voted into power for you to just sit there and say, I'm going to vote for me. Like that's selfish. People are dying, like quite literally dying at the hands of multiple governments around the world. To sit back and say, I'm a middle class white woman. This is how I'm going to vote for the needs of me is, you know, contributing to the murders. So, you know, I know a lot of people be like, that is radical and extreme, Mary. But I, like, I genuinely think that way. There is blood on everyone's hands who voted for Trump. Even if, like, I personally don't believe that people didn't know what they were voting for in 2016 in regards to Brexit and Trump. I just don't think that's true. I think especially with Trump, there was enough information out there. There was literally a video of that man saying, grab him by the pussy. And how many white women voted for him? Like, come on. People knew what they were voting for. But, you know, people like to say that they didn't. And that in this election, they'll change their vote. I mean, who knows how true that is. But this is a man who has, you know, failed to condemn white supremacy, has lied about a global pandemic that is killing people. He ran his whole campaign on the stupid racist rhetoric of make America great again and build the wall. Those weren't just statements with no meaning. They mean things. Make America great again. Okay, what again are we talking about? Because this America has never been great for minorities. So what's what's the again, you know? And build a wall. I mean, the minute he said that, you should <laughs> you should have known. You should have known. That man is he's a problem. And there is a very real fear here that he could win again in November. And that would literally come down to people not being educated and not caring about other people. Like, there's no other way to explain it. Like, you just, I don't know how heartless you have to be. And kind of veering off the political side of caring about other people. There are so many situations that I've, like, seen recently where people's mental health, like, struggles are showing a bit more. And I mean, you know, you can't blame anyone. We are in a fucking shit show right now. You know, this 2020 is not what anybody signed up for on New Year's Eve 2019. Like, no way. No way. This is not what we had in store. Um, But this is what we got. Like, this is the reality we're living in right now. And it's awful and it's affecting people very differently. And, you know, there has been an increase in suicide and, like, bad mental health. And I think there is also... a a lack of access to doctors and therapists. There have been so many GPs and doctor's offices and therapist offices that have been closed for, you know, from six months to eight months or however long. Um, And everyone's kind of been forced back into the world as if nothing ever happened. Of course, people's, like, struggles are going to be a bit more evident. And... I've seen so many people tweet things, not anyone that I know, like viral tweets and stuff, kind of going along the idea of 
or how was I supposed to know X person was going through this or how was I supposed to know that they had this wrong with them? And the point is, you're not meant to know. No one is going to walk around with a badge on their head saying, I'm depressed or I suffer from panic attacks or I have schizophrenia, like whatever it may be. The point is you have to be a decent fucking human being. Like, you don't need to know what someone's going through. You just need to be a decent human being. And I feel like now, especially, people need reminding of that because I can't speak for everyone, but I think that in lockdown, a lot of people might have got into their own heads about it. And you start to feel like you're the only person in the world with any problems because you're so isolated from everybody else. And this pandemic has brought a whole wave of struggles to multiple different people simultaneously and everyone's just kind of had to deal with it on its own um on their own rather I don't know why I said its own and so with that comes a lot of loneliness I guess and that can result in people being very selfish in how they perceive the world but we've been thrown back into the world very quickly I don't think we should have been thrown back in that quickly but here we are and there are going to be people who aren't ready to go back into the world and you have to just be a decent human being and respect that and I think even without the pandemic a lot of people are choosing to be ignorant to mental health and how much people struggle and that shouldn't be the case in the same way that politics is available online so are a bunch of resources that can help you understand different mental illnesses that you might not be exposed to in your life but still should know about because there is a very big chance that you meet people every single day who are going through a struggle with their mental health and you can't just assume that everybody is you know neurotypical and happy or not anxious you you can't make those assumptions but you need to go in with enough knowledge. I'm not saying read the whole DSM. I'm just saying there is information out there and there are ways to know how to deal and look after people when they're having a panic attack, for example. Or if someone's like not ready to leave their house, you have to take yourself out of that situation and you can't take offence. You have to understand that this is a very weird time for people and a lot of people's paranoia and fear has spiked because you never know who's gonna cough on you or what you're gonna touch or what like people have every right to be terrified this is a very terrifying time um and a lot of people are going to be suffering in silence and don't want to be an added burden into everyone else's life but you even if one person listens to this and then decides that they're going to go and like research multiple different like mental health problems and struggles and how they can contribute to helping someone else's life be a, just a tad easier, then that makes a big difference. Um, So I'll leave some like links and stuff in the description of this podcast episode to political education and mental health awareness and education because I think that's super important especially now um 
and especially to the age range that listens to this podcast, it's 18 to 20, and I know that those are really lonely years. So if you're not going through it, someone else you know might be going through it, but it's nice for everyone to just be there for each other, you know? Just just be a nice support system for this awful, awful world that we live in. To make it just a little less awful. <laughs> so this is probably where it starts to get a bit jumbled up, I guess. Jumbled up? Mm, is that the right phrase? Who knows? We'll see. But I think another really important part of finding your voice, which I guess is the theme of this podcast episode now, um, is knowing who you are. And I don't think anyone really ever knows who they are, like completely. I think you change every day. And so if anyone says to you, I know who I am completely, like 100%, then, you know, bullshit, they're a liar. But I think wanting to know who you are is a crucial part of growing. Um, That, you know, also comes with knowing your political views and everything that you stand for and you want to fight for. So I guess in that way, it's still linked to what I was previously talking about. But I think especially knowing who you are in terms of who you want to be and like what impact you want to make on people and the world and have your say in things that you are really passionate about. Um, Because like I said before, you're a sponge before the age of 18. You just kind of absorb everything that's around you. And I think you can do that if you're in a friendship group. You can become a replica of the people that you're surrounding yourself with. And then you take yourself out of that friendship group and you're like, oh, I was never actually that person at all. Or like, oh, I don't actually like dressing like this or I don't feel comfortable living this certain lifestyle. Um, And I know I've mentioned this in the previous episode, but you really you really have to take yourself out of those situations and like spend time with yourself, which can be so daunting and scary. Like who wants to spend time with themselves? But now I like happily spend time with myself (laughs) over going out into a social environment. But yeah, I remember like when I was younger, I just didn't want to find who I was. And I think that's so easy to do when you're in education because your life is kind of planned out for you you have to go to class every day you have to be in from eight till three like you just have this routine that you never got to decide on and so you just you just go with it and I think there's a lot of conforming in school to what everyone expects from you I mean I know especially like with me I just kind of always said yep I'm gonna be a lawyer yep I'm gonna take all these like wordy essay subjects that's me. And now I'm like, oh God, I wish I took like art or something like that because I just never really had the opportunity to express myself then, which is kind of why now I regularly take like two weeks to myself every couple of months and just completely disappear off the internet. And I mean, sometimes I'll go away, but you know, I can't do that in a pandemic. So just kind of chill with myself, have a bottle of wine, watch some films, listen to podcasts, meditate, do yoga, just like enjoy my own company because you will never see 
the truest version of yourself until you're alone. Even when you are so comfortable with a friend or a family member, you have a facade, everybody does. You never really show anyone the truest version of yourself apart from you. You show yourself the truest version of you. And so I think it's really important to remember that you need to be alone sometimes because going out is also a big distraction like going out with your friends takes your mind off things temporarily and if you're going through something and you just fail to deal with it then going out isn't dealing with it it's just forgetting about it for a while and then I not to get deep again for god's sake but like I would do that a lot. I would not want to go out because I just wanted to sit in bed and cry. And then I was like, oh God, I really don't like canceling plans. So I'd go out. And then for those hours I'm out, I'm like, oh my God, life is fantastic. And then I get home and just be so sad again. And it's like, because I didn't deal with whatever the hell was going on inside. And so I think it was a moment like that that kind of made me realize that I needed to take time to myself. And now I really am like just a person that chills by herself all the time. Like I really don't care for going out and socializing that much. I obviously go out with my friends and like talk to my friends, but I don't know, kind of past the whole clubbing thing. Maybe I'm ready to hit retirement, but like I like my own company now, which I think is a really good, powerful thing. Um, But in enjoying your own company, I think you find out exactly who you are, exactly where you need to be, which is the moment that you're in, but you'll realise that, Um, and what influence you want to have on the world, and what your coping mechanisms are, and things like that. You just find out the small things that you probably didn't pay attention to, but you've probably paid attention to in your friends and, like, loved ones. Um, But it's important to know those things about yourself and I think like just taking it doesn't even have to be a week it could literally be an hour to just sit back and say this is what I want to know about the world like okay this let's (laughs) let's make this like a little challenge if you want to I don't know I'm probably never gonna say this again because even thinking about what I'm about to say is about to cringe me out anyways if you want to just like dedicate a day next week or whenever you're free because I know universities reopened. Yeah, not really, but online. What, whatever, I really, my brain is going a bit too fast for my likings right now. But yeah, take a day whenever you're free um, and do something that you've said that you've wanted to do. So if you have said like, I really want to read new feminist literature or I wanted to listen to this podcast about politics to really find out more about the subject and educate yourself and find out if that aligns with what you truly believe in then spend that day doing just that um write down notes on whatever you learn as if it was a lecture but you know this is your choice and you never have to do it again if you don't want to. But you have to try. You know, this world is way too big and way too complicated for you to not 
figure out what you want to do in it. And I feel like there's this really big stress on having to make this massive change in the world. And like I was a guest on a podcast a few months ago and I remember saying, it was about politics. And I remember saying like, you don't have to be Gloria Steinem to make a difference. Like obviously she is incredible, like who wouldn't want to be her? (laughs) But it's the small things too. Like it's something as small as just deciding what your political affiliation is makes a difference. Registering to vote makes a difference. Turning up makes a difference. Um, And, you know, if you are super privileged in terms of race, gender, wealth, whatever, then I encourage you even more to read things from perspectives that are from lives that would never even cross yours. That was a really wordy sentence. I don't like the way I phrased that. But... Um, like there are so many books now that are being pushed for people to read because they come from muted voices and they're voices that should never have been muted. They're voices that have always needed to be heard. I'll probably also put some good books to read in the description too, because why would I keep that to myself? You know, I'm just not going to list them all now because there are loads, but do check that out. But yeah, it's just, it's become a thing where within finding yourself, you find that you are a small part of a bigger world. And as much as I think a lot of self-love and looking after yourself discourse is revolved around the idea of putting yourself first which obviously I believe you should always put yourself first but within that you have to think like is the person I'm being doing good for this world and I am so aware that there are other people in this world who would listen to what I have to say right now and be like shut up I don't owe anyone anything you know, and if you think that way, then like, I mean, in my opinion, you suck, but that's how some people think. And that's the sad reality. Like there is still a big generation of people who just don't believe in mental illness. Like they just don't think it's a thing. And there, there are people who exist in this current timeline who will never, ever, ever understand why a vote for Trump is a vote for racism and a vote for sexism like there are people who exist like that and they have chosen to never open their eyes to people that don't live a life like them and like I said like this is all my own opinion and you don't have to feel that way at all but I was saying to my dad the other day like it makes no sense to me how people can be so rude about things that they have no understanding of um and it came from okay it came from me remembering a time when I was in school and my anxiety was really bad I used to pick up my skin and I know that's like a thing that a lot of anxious people do until the point that their skin bleeds and like you you don't realize that you're doing it which I know 
saying that out loud and if you like have never experienced or encountered that like it sounds strange but you just don't realize like you don't feel the pain um and I would do it all the time like if I had a test or if I hadn't slept or life was just stressing me out like I would just do it and I didn't know I was doing it until obviously blood was dripping um but one time someone like pointed it out in front of a group of people and like at the time it didn't bother me I was just like oh it's just a habit like because to me at the time it was just a habit like I just pick my skin boom some people do it some people don't but as I've got older I'm like oh no I know what makes me nervous and what makes me anxious and what makes me do that blah 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 I say blah 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 a lot I'm sorry um but someone called it out in front of a group of people and like to this day I think like, I could never ever do that like I would never ever call anyone out for anything in front of a group of people and so I was telling my dad this and I was like I just find it so strange that people don't see the problem with that and he was saying yeah but Mary like you're in a minority thinking that way because for a lot of people in this world if something isn't something that they have experienced or ever seen before it's weird and strange and they'll call it out without having any sympathy or regard for it and that just kind of pissed me off because I don't understand why you would do that I don't understand why people treat the unknown as something that is like not worth knowing not worth educating themselves on and you know, there are so many things in this life that I probably don't know yet. And not even probably, I know I don't know yet. But I would like to think that every day I'm closer and closer to learning about things that weren't exposed to me. And I have had a very different life to some of my friends. And it wasn't until I met like specific people that I knew of different ways of life. And then I had to educate myself. But you do it, you know, you just do it. It really does confuse me and blow my mind that some people just don't care, which I think is really sad because why would you not care? <laughs> but I mean, the proof that people don't care is the fact that the president is Donald Trump and we are in a Brexit world. So yeah, clearly people don't give a shit. But, but I record these podcasts, like regardless of how many people listen to it, if one person's view can change or like one person can be exposed to a different opinion or like especially this one if one person can like feel held by what I have to say then you know that's enough for me I'm not I'm not trying to contact the whole world and be like everybody has to listen to my podcast no that's not my plan at all I just think that there is so much that people people don't really talk about and they should talk about it and I guess in a way that means I come with a level of privilege that I can say these sorts of things and not deal with consequences or repercussions because there are obviously countries where people could never say anything like what I've just said in this podcast and that is you know so heartbreaking and I have to acknowledge the privilege that I have and then use my voice and do something about it and to me like one step towards that is doing this so like I said if it's one person that listens to this like that's enough for me that literally is enough for me but I'm gonna stop it there because I know that this podcast has like this podcast episode has no structure or theme 
Um, and I don't want to like ramble on about a bunch of different things in one episode, which is where I feel like this is going. So yeah, I'm going to wrap it up here. I hope everybody's well and looking after themselves. Um, I hope that this was a good episode for some of you to listen to my, you know, post panic attack week mind, which has been flying all over the place. So sorry if I sound a bit off in this. Um, hopefully I'll be back and booming next week. <laughs> Gosh, I am such a dad. Like I have no other way to describe it. But yeah, I hope that this resonated with someone or encouraged you to go out and make a difference in this this awful world that we're currently living in. Register to vote if you're in America. I think today actually might be the last day. Don't harm me to that, but... I mean, this isn't even going up today, so what was the point? But if you can still register to vote and you're not registered to vote, go and register to vote. And then turn up and vote or do a postal vote. Whatever you've got to do, make your voice heard. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but, you know, don't vote for Trump, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I mean, I've just spent the whole podcast bashing him, so I think you know that I am very anti-Trump. but just care for people, be nice, do the research, look after people. You owe it to yourself and to everyone. 